All right, I forgot to ask the um, icebreaker question because I'm an idiot. Um, <laughs> but shout no, out to my no comment. <laughs> shout out to my brother Dusty. He is sick at home, but he uh, picked the card for us, and it says or asks, if you were offered five free acres of land anywhere in the world, where would you want it to be? And I'll let Martin go first. Wow. So. You know, if you look at my brand, but I say, if you look lovely, at staplovely.com, you can probably uh, guess where that's going to be. You can probably guess. So, obviously, I would pick the continent of Africa. Yeah. Uh, either Ghana or Senegal. Mm-hmm. So, Senegal, for, for those that don't know, is probably the world's best kept secret for technology. Mm-hmm. Now, before y'all start talking about <laughs> this Nigerian prince offer me... <laughs> Two hundred thousand dollars to catch a five million dollar check, y'all, y'all tripping. Yes. All right, because it's not about that, man. No. Uh, some of the brightest minds right now are coming from 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 the continent. Absolutely. And you know, it's just been for so long. The continent has been raped of our resources, of our ingenuity, of the things that make it great. You know, Africa is the richest continent on the entire planet, and every country needs to go there for resources to make things move. So, um, I'd invest in Africa, point blank. Nothing said. I don't need a beach house in Miami because that's going to be underwater in yeah, five years. Yeah, fuck that. And New York is overpriced, and I'm not moving to the middle of the country where they've got tornadoes and hurricanes and and earthquakes. Um, Africa is where it's at, man. If you're not investing in Africa right now, you're you're, you're missing the ball. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh, absolutely. My sister goes there like every two years, and it's always telling me it's like, yo. They are doing it over there. Yeah, it's nothing like, like you picture. Yeah, it's no, not, exactly. No, no, yeah, they got mud huts, but they got skyscrapers too, man. Like, like, stop tripping. I'm going y'all, there. y'all pay attention. I'm going to Kenya in 2021. Oh yeah. Yeah, my sister goes every other year, and she invited me to go this year, so it's gonna be dope. But, okay, okay, Africa. All right, cool, cool. Honestly, you go. You probably uh be kind of shocked if I had five free acres, I would probably put it in Greensboro. I know, I, I know where you put to. So where's McDonald's headquarters? <laughs> It'll be like around some like distribution center for like a food outlet, <laughs> like Costco. Like a, I will put it right. <laughs> I did an acre next to every Costco in North Carolina <laughs> of just nothing. <laughs> so North Carolina, no, I would huh? actually put it right in Greensboro because I obviously see the potential of this place. Yep. And if I have five acres of land, I will make it happen. Do you know that Greensboro was voted the number one city for small business in the country? I saw that yeah. article. That's crazy. Which is insane. It is, yeah. It's growing. It's growing, yeah. It's slowly growing, but it's growing. If I have five acres of land, I'll make that grow real fast. Yeah, yeah. Really my cool. idea is I would have, I was just cheap to live here yep. and then all that, but I don't know. I'm African. Stay tuned. I was, uh, oh yeah, I'm about to say, you never know. <laughs> but I was, I was going to say Africa too. I was like, wait a minute, that would be dope, but I think I can invest right here in, in the community. Yeah, I mean, but particularly, I don't speak African. So. <laughs> Who am I going to talk to? I speak American. <laughs> I'm not Dr. Doolittle. I can't talk to the animals. So. Yeah, but I, I can dig it, man. Greensboro is, is actually pretty dope right now. Is it, over the years, is actually, you know, I've been, I've been, obviously, I do want to spread my wings eventually, but like, it's, it's a lot better than it has been over the years for me. So, yeah. Plus, you've traveled quite a bit these past couple of years. Oh so, my gosh, yeah. Do you remember how, look how easy it is to uh, fly home? Yes. <laughs> Thank you. That's actually a very like, good You point. were in Chicago. You've been to O'Hare Airport. Oh, so many times. Man, let me tell you. Oh, my God. The airport. JFK LaGuardia. Ugh. Man, let me tell you. Flying home to Greensboro, I walk five minutes. I'm back in my car. And in 15 minutes, I'm back in I'm my house. back home. Yeah. In my, like, I get New York and I get Chicago and I get all those big cities. But, like, yes, yeah. from the airport, I can get home in 15 minutes. Don't take it for granted, man. We're a connected world right now. You don't need to be in any one of those places if you don't need to be. I'm getting great business right here. Yep. Can't lie. Hell yeah, dude. That yeah. works. Yeah, I can dig it. All right. And on to the episode. Gotcha. Peace. Dane White Show, episode 11. We're here with Martin Reed. What's that? Owner, CEO, operator. <laughs> Stay yeah. lovely. Stay lovely. That was a good movie reference right there, you know? I hope y'all know that. <laughs> Scary movie 2. <laughs> but what's good, Martin? Man, it's good to have you back. I appreciate it, man. Uh, 
happy to be here, bro. Absolutely. Walked in the house. I'm usually walking in here when it's like a Christmas party going on, but that was not happening this year. So. Not not this year, man. We're going to give it a, a rest this year. Ten years in a row, we're going to take a break. No but chicken wings. look for me next year. Some bull crap, actually. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> but he gave me a bottle of water, so we straight. But nah, he's a, one of my newest sponsors. Um, Stay Lovely is an amazing clothing line. Um, just got it started within the year. Like, seriously? Uh, Yeah, it's been a, a, a little bit of a labor of love for a couple of years, but yeah. I've just started taking it a little bit more seriously this year. Because I actually took photos of some of the stuff last year? Yeah. 2018? Yeah, yeah uh, end of 2017. Yeah. Oh, yep. was, it, was that was that? Oh, my yep. God. Yep. Time is going so fast. But now we're going to talk about that, but I want you to get some background on you before we go into that, because you do a lot of different things. For sure. You come from a lot of walks of life, and yep. um, just dive into it. So, where are you from? Born and raised, you know what I'm saying? How was your life? All right, so uh, I was born by a river. Uh, nah, nah. So, <laughs> so I was born in London. Um, lived there till I was twelve. Came to the states back in the eighties. Lived in the Bronx at the height of the hip hop revolution, which was awesome. Growing up in the Bronx, listening to uh, some of my favorite MCs like KRS One and Rakim. Oh yeah. Oh, hearing yeah. them hit the radio for the first time and being surrounded by hip-hop and graffiti and fashion and and just the whole culture man it was a it was an amazing time to grow up in new york yeah yeah sure. it was dangerous as hell <laughs> yeah, was about to say. it was also the crack era <laughs> uh and you know the crack era in the in the 80s in the bronx devastated the communities yeah, but killed it you know we a lot of us who weren't into crime were into hip-hop you know yeah. we're, we're into that that whole culture so it was yeah, yeah. completely immersed in it was just a cool time to be in New York. Absolutely. And you mentioned the fashion thing as well, which you're very fashionable, by the way. For someone who hasn't seen you, Martin is very fashionable, which is very great because he's, uh, he's so whack. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, my thing is, man, I really don't care what people say about me. So I'm going to I'm going to experiment to a fault sometimes. Like there's a I, I'm embarrassed to say this, but there was a time living in New York when I was experimenting with fashion. And I, I bought a pair of four-inch clogs, which was which was hilarious, because every time I would walk, I would trip and break my ankle. And uh, I, I remember a time, I'm not a violent person, let me just say that. So I remember a time, my wife and I, and, and my son at the time, who was like, you know, 18 months, we were going to a festival in Brooklyn, and this dude started talking to my wife while I was there, but I was in my clogs, so... <laughs> I couldn't do anything, so I, I was mad. So first thing I did when we got home was like I took my clogs off and put my Timberlands on and hopped in my car and started driving around looking for him. But yeah, that was that was a faux pas. That was a different. <laughs> <laughs> but everything else was 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 straight. But yeah, that's, everything that's, else was good. I can imagine you stepped in someone in your clogs, bro. Yeah, like, that was that was whack, dude. Oh my god! Yeah, do you remember? Uh, there's a movie called I'm Gonna Get You, Sucker. And there's a scene where one of the pimps gets out of jail and he's wearing uh, these like six six inch clogs with, with like a fish tank in the hill. That's that's what it reminded me of. Yeah. I don't need to watch that movie. I've heard about that movie, but I've never seen it before. Yeah, it's an amazing movie by the, the um, uh, Keenan Wayans, man. The Keenan Ivory Wayans, one of the Wayans brothers. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, pretty awesome. Dang, okay, okay. So you kind of, and then back then you were doing, I know this because we worked together, but like you were doing a lot of photography, you were in the more creative world, yeah, and that kind of stuff. Yes, so. absolutely. So um, I left New York to go to school in um, in the early 90s. I went down to a Norfolk state, was living down there mm -hmm. for about six years. Um, when I left there, I went back to New York, um, moved to Brooklyn. And I started doing photography as a hobby. Um, you know, nothing serious. I would just shoot, just to shoot. Um, I got a couple of gigs doing a, some fashion models. And then my homeboy I went to school with at the time was, was saying, hey man, we need a, uh, my homeboy's looking for a photographer. So um, as it turned out, he um, was a manager and he had a couple of artists. So I started handling their creative um, and we actually became partners through the journey and we got a couple of artists signed which was pretty dope yeah um we got an artist signed with um dr dre oh, that's crazy. um yeah. one of our artists was actually 50 cents his god brother so he went on tour with him for that get richard die trying tour yes when yayo was locked up 
Oh God, I forgot and, about that. Yeah. Um, and the father of his daughter, the the his daughter's godfather was Rock Wilder. Yeah. You know, super producer, Grammy Award winning producer. Mm-hmm. Did the Rock Wilder with Meth and Redman, and um, yeah, we were pretty connected there. Yeah. Uh, my cousin was uh, the assistant to the editor in chief for Vibe, and again it was just it's just timing i just happened to be in the right place at the right time at the right moment Mm -hmm. and um i remember my entry into magazine was um she had a photographer cancel on an album release and she was like hey martin um i need a photographer tonight are you shooting and I was like, yeah, you know, whatever to me. I'm just thinking, listen, I can hang out in VIP. I can get him for free, free yes. food and drinks. And I was like, yep, where you need me to be? So she gave me press credentials. Um, I shot next album release party. And um, I had just switched over to digital from film. Um, so I was able to get the pictures in uh, probably like two hours after I left the party. Just insane. And uh, I showed up to the office and it was just like, what are these pictures? I was like, these are the pictures from the event tonight. They were like, are you serious? I was like, yes, I'm real serious. <laughs> and uh, they gave me money and I gave them pictures and I was like, man, that sounds pretty dope. I Yo, think I'm going to do that again. That's crazy. So I did that for a couple of years. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. And, I, and I, the reason I ask you that is because you have had a creative you know spirit for yeah. a long time you starting this clothing company now is nothing that you know too out the blue it is i mean it's a new company but like you've had that urge yeah so this 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 venture is a little different for me because it's it, it's creativity on a different level mm-hmm. so my wife and mm-hmm. i uh we actually had our own clothing line uh just the two of us um and we did everything from start to finish so i went to school for business my wife went to school for design and art and um you know, she had an idea in her head and she knew how to sketch and sew. And, yeah. um, you know, we pretty much started it from absolute nothing from an idea in her head to shipping to about 28 stores um, across the country, um, which was pretty cool. So, you know, we got to learn a lot through the process of, of you know, intellectual property from um, copyrights and trademarks and coming up with the designs yeah. to... Yeah. Um, you know, going to trade shows and actually shopping your products to buyers. Um, it was it was cool, man. It was an, was a really really interesting journey. That's dope. So you you know we kind of knew what you were doing getting yeah. into this. I, I did, yeah, yeah. Oh, so it's, it's different now because you know back then we didn't have social media. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> you know it's uh, it was kind of like you had to shake hands and and talk to people and in you person? know kiss babies and yeah all in person, yeah. See, that's crazy. That kind of gives you an advantage over people, in my opinion, because you know how to talk to people, you know, face to face. For sure. Yeah. You're still dealing with people who are still kind of in the older, you know, bracket of, you know, being older ages, you know what I'm saying? That yeah. Are not used to people, you know, contacting you know, so, yeah. on social media. So. I mean, I mean, really, because, you know, you have to look at somebody in their in their eyes and, and tell them why they should have your product in their stores. Yeah. And again, we're talking about companies and, and buyers who are... You know, when they place an order, um, they're ordering for an entire season. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as far as the sales aspect, if they're picking one piece, then, you know, you got to add on. It's like, well, you know, this is a complimentary piece. Um, you, this piece goes with that piece. You should probably get both of those and then mm-hmm. decide colors. And, yeah. hey, you know, sometimes it works out. Sometimes it, it doesn't. Sometimes you get a reorder. Sometimes you won't. But, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it's it's self-marketing so you just have to promote yourself like over and over and over again and if they don't call you pick up the phone and call them and call be them. like hey how did that line do anything we can do can we make adjustments mm-hmm. um do you need more pieces and you know it's um it's, it's actually pretty dope doing it that way rather than just relying on just like just the kind of the market to decide it's it's cool pushing your line and creating new merchandise and you know, if you like this, then maybe you like that one, and it, it was just a, it was just a cool ride. That's dope, and mm-hmm. obviously that's super different now. Which you can still do that approach now if you wanted to, but a lot of people want to do the social media. It is, yeah, you know, form of it. So we'll get to social media in a minute because sure. obviously that's you're trying to figure that out as you're yep. going. It's yep. working pretty well for you yep. uh, now. So, um, so you and your wife had this clothing line thing that just kind of fizzled out, I guess. Yeah. So it, it's funny because you know we. Um, when we started, we had a, a we just had our, our first child mm-hmm. 
and um, I just didn't realize how important having medical insurance was. Um, yeah. And that changed that changed things because you know obviously we were self-employed. Um, we were kind of doing this full time, um, but we weren't. We didn't have medical insurance, and obviously I don't know if anybody's had a baby or been through adopting. Someone has. Yeah, but if, if you don't have insurance, it's it's crazy. So we kind of went stopped doing that and um, took real jobs, and then never really got back into it. Mm, yeah, see. so it just kind yeah. of fizzled, fizzled out. Dang, man, that kind of hurt because I mean, you're having fun with it, you know. Yeah, yeah, it was. And, you know, life happens and you kind of, um, you know, we didn't make any type of provisions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously we were planning the family, but, you know, when you have the baby, things things change, you know. Absolutely. And priorities change, so. Wait, at this point, were you in North Carolina? No, we were in Brooklyn. We were still in Brooklyn. And you're still in New York then? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah, we were still in New York. That's a whole different plan for So, right my wife... Um, with a fashion degree, she actually worked in the fashion district um, for a few buyers' offices. Yes, in Manhattan. Yeah, so she got to kind of understand trade shows beforehand. So we came into it with a little bit of experience. That's dope. Um, you know, she would go to Vegas to Magic and all that stuff, and so she had some some inside scoop. We never utilized those contacts to to um, you know for business. Um, we really wanted to go to the trade show ourselves. And just kind of do a guerrilla style, yeah, and see yeah. what happened. Yeah, but she she was familiar with the industry. Um, plus, being in the fashion district, you know, and, and her being a fashion major, I mean, we I can't tell you the number of hours we spent picking out fabric and <laughs> just, buttons and yeah. zippers and and yeah, I mean, it's it's it was completely organic, man. It was it was pretty dope. That's amazing. It's mm-hmm. funny you mentioned the guerrilla style because. Um, what's uh, Fubu? What's his name? Draymond. Um, uh, 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 Raymond. Is it Raymond? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, that I know, guy, the Fubu yes. guy. That's how he's a podcast I listen to. He, that's mm-hmm. how he got into. Uh, that's how Fubu got discovered. Is in those trade shows. Yeah, Damon John. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. He actually did a gorilla style where he wasn't invited or anything. He just would wait out and just like just have his stuff out there. Yeah, <laughs> and that's how Fubu was. And hey, you know what's dope about that Fubu story? Because you know I was in New York at the time. You know, in the 90s, man, it was, there were so many urban fashion brands mm-hmm. coming out of nowhere. You had FUBU, you had Nietzsche, RP55, mm-hmm. Averex, um, Fat Farm. Yes, definitely. Um, and then the Sean, those kind of like created the Sean Johns and the Rockawares. Oh, yeah, right. Um, and I remember the FUBU guys, man, you know, we started seeing the brand. You know, there was a misconception that FUBU was owned by LL Cool J, but it wasn't it was owned by damon jean but ll believed in the brand and he offered to do some endorsements for him oh okay. so when you first okay. saw fubu you saw ll wearing yeah. wearing it and, and ll in the 90s was like jay-z now you know he say. was he was huge um and it just took off and i remember going to events where i'd be shooting and see those guys show up and then like maybe six months later these dudes show up in a bentley <laughs> like yo what seriously like just like that but you know it was it was hard and easy for urban brands back then because i think urban culture was just was just fiending for something from our neighborhoods mm-hmm. um and you know they definitely had a they definitely had a spin to it because fubu for us by us mm-hmm. and everybody wanted to be a part of it um carl Kanai was was major back then uh, but everybody just wanted to be a part of something and at the time fubu was like the, the biggest kid on the block so yeah, yeah. You know, with the with the backing of LL, I mean, it, it just took off, man. I'm happy for them dudes because it really did start from. It started with a T-shirt and a hat. Yes, how it started. That story was crazy because yep. I had no clue until I listened to the podcast. I was like, that is wow. Yeah, yeah. Them dudes invest a lot into themselves. Yeah, which is important. Into those risks. Yep. Getting to going to those trade shows and all that. Sure did. That's wow. So I was taking a little different approach from yours. You know, what I'm yeah, saying, yeah, which is I think absolutely. I think I like the way I love the way you've done it. In my honest opinion, I mm-hmm. think is. You know, kind of low key, taking time to do it, yep. and it's kind of it's, it's great. So, you coming to North Carolina? When did that happen? Yeah. So, um, after went to school in Virginia, moved back to Brooklyn, um, started our family. We had two kids, mm-hmm. um, my son Kaj and my daughter Chloe, mm-hmm. and we moved back. We moved back to the South uh, in two thousand and four. Okay. Uh, when Chloe was one. 
uh, cause my wife wanted to be closer to her grandmother. Her grandmother was getting up in age and she just wanted yes. to be closer. Yeah. Plus, you know, we, we didn't really want to raise kids in New York cause New York was just, was wild and we were so busy. Yeah. Um, it was just a hectic life. Um, so we moved to North Carolina in, in 04 and, um, didn't really do anything creative in the beginning though. Yeah. Um, we just kind of moved back, took jobs, um, and just kind of raise kids. That's, that's kind of what we were doing. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that was easy. That was like 04-ish. 04-ish, yeah. And you didn't, probably didn't do anything kind of creative until nah. till kind of now, a Until uh, now, yeah. So my wife has always kind of sewed on the side. Um, I didn't really do any photography. Um, I was in graphic arts, for, graphic arts for a little while. And I was doing that with the, uh, with the record company. Um, you know, doing their promotional stuff, um, album covers and, and that type of thing. But I didn't really do anything creative at all. Wow. Um, and that, you know, creativity is a muscle. Yeah. God. And I'm going to tell you right now, if you don't, if you don't use that muscle, you're going to, it's going to be hard to get back into it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I say for all my creatives is, is no matter what you do, just don't stop creating even if you do something that's so far gone from Mm -hmm. from what you want to do yeah just do a little something every day um whether it's writing or drawing or taking a picture but you really have to feed that muscle man because it's like creativity is like is like if you're creative you understand what i'm saying and my creators will understand that you know when you don't do that it's like a part of you is dying it really is very true Mm-hmm. Um, and you you lack you lack joy in in certain things if you're if you're not creating. Yeah. So um, there's an awesome book for anyone that's that's getting stuck or or feels like they've lost that creative side. It's called The Artist Way. Mm, yes. Um, and I recommend that book to to anybody now that that's struggling writers, mm-hmm. models, actors, um, artists, anybody that's in that creative space. Read the artist way. Um, start journaling, and I guarantee you, you're gonna jumpstart that muscle again. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Did that help you? Yeah, man. The artist way is uh, it's it's life changing. Yeah. yeah. Um, it really is because it it you know that just there comes a point where you reach a certain amount of a certain amount of resistance. Yes. And um, mm-hmm. resistance, man, is it might as well be a brick wall. Yes. Built around you. Yeah. Because it's a once resistance starts kicking in, man, you're going to talk yourself out of everything. Of, of everything. Yeah. Getting out of bed. Getting out of bed. And <laughs> Drinking water. Like this. Seriously. And, yeah. I'll go to the gym tomorrow. Or I'll write this tomorrow. And, and what it does, it, it kind of forces you through journaling um, to one, be consistent mm-hmm. um, to two, to follow up with what you say you're going to do. Mm-hmm. And, um, just get your thoughts out on paper and i think that's probably the biggest key is to be able to get it out of your head and on paper mm-hmm. and see it yes um doesn't matter what you write doesn't matter what you talk about but it's just the act of doing it every day um will jumpstart that creativity yeah that ten thousand hours too mm-hmm. you're doing anything that's crazy i'm reading a book that uh, my friend jacob got me um called i think it's the war of art or something like that where it talks about resistance like the yeah, first like i've read that that's yes yeah, yes yeah, heavy yeah that the first like 30 pages is all resistance and everything yeah. resistance does yeah. so i'm sitting there like yes this is all so true yeah you know you can you can have an idea in your head and before you even have a chance to implement that idea resistance is going to talk you out of it now how Every crazy time. does that sound and it sounds it sounds very crazy it sounds very crazy but it's very true imagine think about all right, so anybody that's listening to this right now, just sit down and look around. Look at the radio. Oh, that's radio. I'm showing my age right now. It could be radio. Look at your cell phone <laughs> and, and think about what would have happened if the inventor of the cell phone said, you know what? It's a stupid idea. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. The computer you're looking at right now. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, Steve Jobs and, and Bill Gates didn't invent the computer, but what if those guys would have said... Man, I'm gonna name of this company Apple. That's a stupid that's idea. Dumb. Microsoft. Man, that's never gonna kick off. IBM's already doing it, man. Yep. What what do I have to offer? Mm-hmm. But you know, if once you challenge uh once you challenge yourself and you challenge going against that resistance and just pushing yourself and not taking no for an answer, it, it's absolutely amazing the accomplishments yeah. you can make. Absolutely. It absolutely is, yeah. And for me, like with Stay Lovely, 
is even though this is absolutely not my end goal, um, I had an idea in my head and I was like, yo, I've got to put this on paper. Even mm -hmm. if I don't sell a single t-shirt, um, I know that everything on this page or in the site came from my idea mm -hmm. um, from scratch. Yeah. And that's yeah. Aw it's awesome to see that creative process. And that's, that's part of the reason why I'm continuing to do it. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So this is kind of a, and you had some shirt designs out before you named this day Bubbly, right? I did, yeah. So, um, you know, I thought of a, you know, for, for anybody that, that knows me or doesn't know me, I'm very black centric. Yeah. Um, and there's no disparaging against any other race, but I just feel we're at a time now where um, black people over the globe have been downtrodden and talked about and stereotyped in an absolute negative light. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously being black myself, you know, I had two parents. Mm -hmm. um, I come from a working middle class family and the things that the way we're represented in the media and on television isn't accurate. You know, so for me, it was it was about being black first and kind of emphasizing the things um, that I feel are important to me and hopefully can connect with somebody else. And mm -hmm. if you look at the website, which is stayblovely.com, mm -hmm. it's S-T-A-Y-B-L-U-V-L-Y.com, mm -hmm. um, and you go through each one of the um, collections, you can kind of see um, some of the ideas that are empowering uh, to me and hopefully for for somebody else also absolutely and question you was being obviously with the media we see what's happening to you know black and brown people all around the world mm -hmm. but the being in the south kind of also kind of also add some fire to that as well <laughs> yeah <laughs> you coming from you know more so, north yeah so you know obviously i was um uh I, I still consider myself being a new yorker even when i was in england i lived in london so i was from a major city yeah um where race wasn't a factor so much only because um, you were you were kind of in a cell in your community with people that look like you. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I could go to the store and I could see somebody who looked like me mm -hmm. being a shop owner. Um, you know, um, my parents are Jamaican, you know, they're, they're immigrants. They moved from Jamaica to England. And so growing up in London, we were in communities that were, you know, primarily Jamaican. So a lot of that culture came from from their country. But in the South, it's different. It's different because obviously history for us a lot of times only started, you know, 400 years ago. Yeah, not long ago at all. Um, obviously, we know that our story goes further back than that. But, you know, the record keeping wasn't there was a point to make sure that the records of our history weren't destroyed or passed along to the future generations. So yeah, yeah. Um, there are certain things I know that I won't tolerate from people, um, <laughs> you know, but I don't have that experience of trauma as, as black people from the South do, yeah. because obviously lynching is a real thing. It is. You know, it people, recently. people actually died for their right to vote. Mm -hmm. And I, I have no experience with that other than history books. Mm -hmm. um, coming from New York, and again, I'm not saying that racism doesn't exist in New York, because mm -hmm. uh, it absolutely does, but it's a different kind of racism. It's, it's, a, it's a racism that if somebody calls you something, it doesn't affect me getting a job, doesn't affect, doesn't affect anything, because there's enough of me now who empower ourselves where that word doesn't hold any power over us. Where in the South is completely different um, because people who don't look like you mm -hmm. have a lot of power over you and what you can do. Mm -hmm. Or at least that's what they want you to believe. Yeah. And, you know, generation after generation of having to deal with that is going to affect somebody. Um, I absolutely say that every black person in the country should go through some form of counseling because we have some form of PTSD. Oh, yeah. I mean, why wouldn't we? Yeah. Um, you know businesses and corporations are stripped from our communities we're left to take second hands from from people yep. um you know we're, we're dealing with administrations that would rather have the mail out of the home and support you through you know welfare programs and and free food and mm -hmm. You know, that makes no sense. How does taking the mail out of the home empower the family? Yeah. It, it absolutely doesn't. It destroys yeah. it. 
you know, and um, generation after generation. Now we see these households with single parents raising kids um, where having a male in a house is frowned upon. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it's 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 crazy. So, again, nothing disparaging against black people in the South, because to me, those are probably the strongest people in the country because they're working and living and fighting for a country or a state that doesn't support anything that they do. Mm -hmm. Even, you know, how many times did Colin Kaepernick say he's not about the flag, but, you know, you have your president saying, you know, you're not patriotic. I don't know what's more patriotic than than working and and paying taxes and fighting for a country who doesn't support you. Yeah, you know, to a country that supports people in other countries before they support their own citizens. So, yeah. It's funny, the reaction to Kaepernick kind of proved his point. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know? it, it, it does, and it, it's a shame. I think I would love for us to get to a point <clears throat> where color was not an issue. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, race race is still a huge issue in this country. And yeah. until we get to the point where it doesn't become an issue, I'm, I'm going to pretty much hold my head up high and, and support my race as much as possible. Absolutely. And, and kind, of, kind of shorten the divide between the two. Right, and that's kind of a... The force behind this brand, yeah, to empower black and brown people. It is, know, yeah, which is amazing. So, um, tell, take us through the journey of the end product. What do you have now? Obviously, it's going to change over time because sure. everything changes. But like, how'd you get it to where it is now? Sure. So, um, so the idea that the concept of the brand. So, if you look at my logo, um, what I wanted people to feel is a sense of self worth. So, if you look at my lo- logo. Um, it's basically a heart with an afro and uh, the way it came about you know I try not to be on social media a whole lot these yeah. days but I was I was looking at a story about a girl who was kicked out of a Catholic school because of the way her hair yes, was I remember that story. and I was like it has nothing to do with her grades mm-hmm. nothing to do with her behavior but they're really going to suspend this girl because her hair doesn't conform with what they feel is acceptable. Yeah. I don't know if y'all have noticed, but black people's <laughs> hair is a little different than white people's hair. A little hair. different. <laughs> and so, and I was, I was thinking to myself, I was like, man, now she's going to go home. You know, she's probably like 12 years old and think, thinking that there's something wrong with her because this school could, wouldn't accept her for the way that she looked. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I just drew a sketch of like a, a heart with an afro. I don't know what why that came to mind. And I was just like, man, that's cool. So I actually had uh, one of my co-workers at the time, Andre, mm-hmm. um, you know, who draws. I was like, hey, dude, look at this and tell me what you can do with this. Yeah. So he came up with the uh, with a concept of the design. I was like, yeah, that's cool. And, yeah. and the name Blovely uh, came about through... It's kind of like an an acronym for Black Lovely You, mm-hmm. um, because this twelve year old girl shouldn't be made to feel that she's inferior for something she can't control. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking myself like, what do you want her to do? Like perm her hair or That's what I'm wear saying. a wig or chemicals all that shit? Yeah. This is how she was born. She can't control the way. Yeah. And if you're truly a Christian or a Catholic, you will know that God didn't make any mistakes. He yeah. kind of made you how you're supposed to be so yeah. for them to not accept what god created is is stupid <laughs> it's stupid it's to say, put it simply but yeah ignorant. so i was like man i have to create uh something that's going to make people feel good about you know themselves and obviously i knew getting into the t-shirt game which is an overly saturated market yeah um may not be visible to a lot of people I mean, everybody in their mother has a T-shirt creation. Um, but, you know, every time I got an idea or an inspiration, um, I wanted to flip it and make it more than just a T-shirt. Um, but I wanted the website to be to be impactful. Mm-hmm. So if you go to the website, each time you click on a collection, um, there's going to be a short video attached to that collection which relates to the whatever products you're looking at. Absolutely. So um, I started this uh, 2017 um, and my first creation other than the Blovely logo was a 1619. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you know, we just celebrated the 400th year 
of the first ship of enslaved Africans arriving on our shores back on August 20th. Um, so I was just kind of looking around YouTube and I found a, like a two minute video describing what happened. And so many people don't know when we when we came here, uh, how we came here. And I was like, well, what if I put the video on my website? Mm -hmm. So, you know, when you click on the 1619 collection, um, the first thing that pops up is the video and it, and it explains what 1619 means. And I was like, man, I think I might be onto something here. Yeah. Um, so for each one of my collections, there's a short video that relates sometimes directly, sometimes loosely with whatever um, uh, image or graphic that is on the T-shirt. So my idea for the for the website itself was to was to shop, love and learn. I want you to shop the product. I want you to learn a little bit about what the product means. I want mm -hmm. you to love yourself. Yeah. Simple as that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. So obviously you got this out, you got it launched up mm -hmm. and then you decided to do the um, order. Was it uh, I guess not made to order, but like, yeah. So it's print, have... print on demand. Yes. Print on demand. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so this was new to me because, you know, as a creative, um, obviously I like to create, um, but I wanted something that was cost effective. Um, but I wanted to try technology. Mm -hmm. So, um, again, I know graphic design, but with this, with this, um, venture, I actually employed Upwork. Um, okay. all right. So, so the, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk now to anybody that has an idea that is not sure what to do with it. So this is 2019 y'all. Mm -hmm. uh, this is definitely the social media internet age. Yes. All right. Y'all come closer. Listen up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. Yes. So if you're not a creative or you don't have a talent to create, but you have an idea, I would employ you to use people who are in that space, who are creatives. Mm -hmm. So Upwork is a, is a website uh, specifically used to link people who have ideas to people who know how to make those ideas into something material and physical. Mm -hmm. um, so what I like about Upwork is you can actually put out a job. Um, you'll get bombarded with creatives who are competing to gain that job. And you have a chance to look at their portfolios to see what kind of work they do, mm -hmm. what kind of format they're using. Mm -hmm. um, and then pay them for whatever work they've done what's good about it is that you can set the rate and a lot of times um these artists and designers aren't in the u.s oh so yeah. you know so for something that you may pay 24 or 20 dollars an hour for in the u.s somebody in india may do that same job for five dollars five ten bucks an hour um and again, but whoever you choose to use is entirely up to you. I'm not promoting, you know, one or the other. I know the, the type of artist I'm looking for. Um, but if you can loosely put your idea on paper and send it to them, uh, that creative is going to bring that idea to life. Mm -hmm. um, so with, with each one of my designs, um, I utilize a designer through Upwork. And I have a good relationship now with two designers that I use on a consistent basis. Um because the process itself is is easy again is it cost effective um i would absolutely say yeah because now you're not trading time for money because mm -hmm. now all i'm doing is putting my vision out i'm letting somebody else do the work and i can spend time doing something else yes all about time um so so now you have your design so now what are you going to do with it so i use a platform called shopify mm -hmm. and for anybody that's not familiar with shopify or you may have heard of Shopify and and don't know how Shopify differs from Amazon. And I've sold on both platforms. Um, I am an Amazon seller with other things. Um, but with Shopify, Shopify to me is the best entry point for anybody who is unfamiliar with owning their own website because Shopify pretty much does everything for you. Mm -hmm. um, there's a number of website formats that you can choose. Um, for a really small monthly fee um, or you can choose to spend more money and have a Shopify person work with you um, directly to build your store from the ground up right right um, what's awesome about Shopify is that they'll link it to any one of your social media platforms 
um, they'll accept just about any form of payment. So for me, I can accept everything from Apple Pay to Bitcoin. Oh yeah, yeah. On my website, as well as obviously, you know, PayPal and Visa, Mastercard. Um, and that's it's just easy, <coughs> you know. Uh, and even if you're not a creative person, you know, th the way they have the website set up is you can pretty much play with it as much as you want and uh, come up with your own look or design and if you don't like it just start over yeah yeah <laughs> simple, simple as that yeah i mean it's all trial and error anyways yeah it so is sure trial your, and error yeah the whole process was trial and error it is yeah and there, there's some things i've i've tried there's there's i've probably discontinued probably 10 to 12 designs mm -hmm. um because in my head it seemed right <laughs> but in paper <laughs> when i see it on the screen i'm just like yeah 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 i'll put that in an archive Dude, I'll that's put it like... in the archive, yeah. So, you know, it's, um, it, it's, well, being a creative is all about trial and error anyway. Yeah. Um, no creative has ever created something the first time and, and rolled with it from start to finish. Absolutely it's, not. It's not how it works. Absolutely not. So, when you first, so when you first, when you launched it mm -hmm. for day one, how many designs did you have? Uh, I think I had five designs. Okay, yeah, um, five, okay. Yeah, so... Um, and the only ones that have remained uh, are my lovely logo, mm -hmm. which has actually changed. Um, my 1619, my bounce, my continental RGB, RBG, and the RBG for life. That's dope. Yeah. Um, and, and then I, I over the over the course of time, I implemented some others that, you know, again, I felt it had an impact, and it wasn't as impactful as I thought. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and I tested out the designs in some of my Facebook business groups that I'm in. Um, and again, there's nothing wrong with doing that. It's like you shouldn't let people talk you out of things. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, if you're in the marketplace, you've got to put your stuff in the marketplace and get feedback from Absolutely. people. Absolutely. Um, and don't take it personal. Yes. If somebody doesn't like something, it's because they don't like it because it's not their taste. It's not but their taste, yeah. if you like it. I'm almost sure that somebody else somewhere out of the eight and a half billion, billion. people on yes. earth yes. will like it too. So you won't be alone in those regards. So that's why I get so uh, me being a creative and other like creators on the podcast all the time. Like they get so rattled when someone doesn't like something. Yeah, like an individual. I'm just like, yeah. Why does that bother you that yeah, much? No, you can't. You can't let it bother you. And that's that's the thing about just being a business owner in general. Um, obviously, there's going to be a point where you have to come to the realization that whatever you've created might not be working in the marketplace and mm -hmm. that's your that's your entry point to pivot yeah yeah um but with that said you have to believe in yourself enough to say you know what i know this is going to work yeah so i'm going to yeah. keep trying it and listen am my cells flying off this uh, you know am i getting 100 cells a day absolutely not there may be a week or two that i don't get a cell period but then there may be that that you know time where i get a string of cells back to back to back to back and you just kind of have to know what market you're marketing it to or yeah. what's interesting to certain people but you know if you feel so strongly about what you're doing then just do it absolutely i mean yeah. people usually know deep down like this is what they should be doing yeah like, this stuff i've created it's just like man this is trash <laughs> <laughs> i want to wear it so why would i expect somebody else to wear it you and I wear, yourself. yeah and i wear all my stuff yeah um yeah. this stuff i have upstairs and i'm just like Nah, I ain't gonna wear that one, man. I'm just gonna put drop, it in the frame and <laughs> drop the ball. <laughs> that one, <laughs> put it in the basement somewhere. That's what makes the beginning so fun, though. It like is, yeah. twenty years later, you're like you know what? Yeah, that still is trash. Yeah, but I remember is. those days. Yeah, it was fun. So. <laughs> but it's the but you know, I'm a true creator, so the process is part of the journey. So yeah, it's the fun part. Mm -hmm. So you on launch day, obviously you launched it out on Facebook, mm -hmm. which you probably were most familiar with. I did, and. You joined some groups. So I did, yeah. When did the groups come in? Like, cause that's, that's probably something that people don't really think about doing as far as marketing themselves. Yeah, absolutely. So I was in, um, I was in a business group, which again, it focused on, um, black businesses. Mm -hmm. Um, and it just kind of, and again, I've been a business owner. Um, I worked independently for myself for, for years, um, where I was self-supporting through the photography, through mm -hmm. the graphic arts, through the clothing line. Uh, where that was paying my income. So I know what it's like to go out, kill something, bring it back and feed the family. Oh, yeah. As a business owner, <laughs> like if you're, if you're as an entrepreneur, if you're in it to win it, you're going to have to do that. Um, 
you know, without having something to, to fall back on. Um, so, um, what was the question? Man, I just lost my train. Well, you got Facebook groups. <laughs> Facebook groups, yes. yes. So, um, <laughs> having been out of the business so long and kind of, you know, just waiting for that paycheck every Friday, um, I joined a business group to kind of help me refocus. Yeah, yeah. Um, so at the time there were maybe 125 members mm -hmm. and each one of the members were working on something different. And again, I chose t-shirts as my entry point just because that was what's on my mind, even though I have, you know, 20 ideas that I'm, I'm currently working on right now. Um, some people in the groups were physicians and lawyers oh, yeah. and um, some people were doing some, some developing some life changing stuff. But for me, I was comfortable with where I was at. So um, I needed help with structure, though, because my focus being a creative as sometimes creators will find is it's hard to focus on one thing sometimes mm -hmm. or you'll become uber focused on one thing and nothing else mm -hmm. um but what i liked about this particular group was because you had people who were in the industry um and there was a time where you could go in and it's almost like it's defending your thesis mm -hmm. where you will present your idea to the group and people would ask you questions and you'd have to defend your points and your how you got started, um, your cost, your your profits, your margins, and you have to defend that stuff. And I was like, that's pretty cool. And then like once um, once a week, um, you could sign up to have your website shown in the group before it goes live, and people just actually use it and critique it. Wow. Um, and that was pretty dope because you get so much feedback, and some of it's petty. Oh, this color should be there, so that should be there. But some of it's just like, man, I didn't think of that. Yeah, I can implement that in my website. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was cool. I remember when I first launched it, um, my first website, and I used a different platform. I was using GoDaddy's platform, Yeah. which is an okay platform. But if you're in the e-commerce space, Shopify yeah. is where it's at. Um, and it just wasn't doing the things uh, I needed it to do. And man, they pulled my card, man. Um, oh, they basically yeah. told me my website was trash. <laughs> No, I was just like, mm, it's not that trash. <laughs> Criticism. Um, yeah, but you know, I took it. I took it hard, but not personal. Yes, um, it's good. Like but that. throughout that process, um, someone else was who was in the group also had a T-shirt line, and was using Shopify. And I was like, damn, <laughs> why does your website look like that? And mine looks like trash. And you know, we became good friends through the process. And he was like, yeah, you Shopify. And it's just what I did. So I kind of like mirrored what what he was doing. Yeah, yeah. You know, I have this saying. I don't know if anybody said this saying before. So I'm going to I'm gonna claim it as my own. Just say it's yours. Um, but, you know, I'm a big hip-hop head. And back in the day, if in hip-hop, if you copied somebody else's style, that was called biting. And mm -hmm. biting is was absolutely a no no. Mm -hmm. It's different now because now everybody sounds like everybody. Yeah, so, yeah. But back in the original days of hip hop, biting was an absolute no no. Would get you punched in the face. Oh shit. So for hip hop, biting is a no no. But for business, it's a blueprint. Yes. So you have to mirror success of other people. Yes. Yes. So again, yes, you can be creative. You can have a niche, but don't try and reinvent the wheel. Yeah. Um, yeah. At the end of the day, you have to build something that's marketable and that somebody wants and you have to make them happy in that process. That's all sales is. Yeah. Um, if they like it, they're going to buy it. That's yeah. it. Um, but if you see somebody else in that space doing something that's working, then copy the formula. Yes. I mean, every business book you, you open is going to have pretty much the exact same formula. How they get there may mm -hmm. be different. But the formula is never really going to change. Nope. So bite, bite, bite as much as possible when it comes to business. Absolutely. So yeah. I saw his his site and I was like, man, that's dope. So he actually put me onto Shopify and some of the apps within Shopify that I'm using. Yeah. And I was just like, man, thank you. And that and from there I didn't look back. That's dope. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you said that because a lot of people are scared to join any a lot of industries in the creative world because they think they everyone thinks been done. Yeah. Which is yeah. That's why we're all. Yeah. <laughs> that's why it's been yeah. easy for. Every, everything <laughs> kind of has been done. It's, it's hard to be completely 100 original in this day and age. Everything yeah. is a metamorphosis of something else. Right. Um, right. And again, we're, we're venturing into new spaces now with technology. Um, 
but still at the end of the day it's very very hard to create something that is brand new that has never been done before in some form or fashion right usually what's the difference the mm -hmm. difference is the person behind it yep which is usually why people invest in some yeah, people because the person behind it so absolutely. You, you, these days you have to be a pretty much a genuinely good person yep. for people to really invest in you which absolutely. is just so crazy but so so you're basically just using you weren't using like google ads or like anything like that no like, no so in the beginning i i wasn't um i was pretty much just doing facebook post after mm -hmm. facebook post after facebook post mm -hmm. and you know I, i'd seen the, the the commercials for the google ads and um and uh facebook ads and instagram and i, I did have some experience with that because as i said before i like trying new things so at one point i've sold just about everything that i can think of and I was an Amazon seller, so I got familiar with keywords in Google, mm -hmm. which for anybody who's on the internet, if you don't understand keywords, um, YouTube it and look it up. Mm -hmm. um, you've got to understand how you're seen to the public because you can create on the internet and think that your brand is being seen um, and realize that nobody's has eyes on it. Because no I would post... And I'd ask people, hey, did you see my my post? And be like, no, I didn't see anything. Mm -mm. So, you know, I'm thinking I'm seeing, you know, going out to 2 billion people and nobody's putting eyes on it. But, you know, you have to take the time to understand um, if you're going to use social, how Facebook um, ads work, how Facebook marketing works, how Google ads, keywords, um, Instagram marketing. I think Instagram now is probably the biggest player in the game right now. Yes. Um, you have to understand how that works and how, understand how the algorithms work and really know how to market your your brand initially i was doing just one wide big broad sweep mm -hmm. um and trying to capture everybody but my ads now are a lot more targeted um to demographic age location yes. um because i really just want to focus on the people who are interested in me and not trying to convert somebody who has no clue what this is. Like, I know for my brand, um, and again, I don't want to talk political, mm -hmm. but somebody who supports Trump probably wouldn't be interested in my brand. <laughs> so why would I just throw a, a, a big wide net and try and, and market to those people? I'm yeah, just wasting yeah. space. Um, on the flip side, somebody who voted for Obama Oh, might be go. more interested in in my brand mm -hmm. or you know there's certain people that i follow who i target that space like i follow david banner boyce watkins yes uh, a few yeah. of those people and you know for that audience my brand is is probably better targeted towards that audience but listen not saying that you can't buy it so if you do if you did hey, vote for trump money is green statelovely.com <laughs> i welcome you and i'll gladly take your green money is green um but i know that's probably not my target audience for this brand so Absolutely. you have to you have to know who your target audience is yeah that's crazy how like you come do you remember are you familiar with uh swat analysis no economics uh strengths with strengths weaknesses um oh yeah yeah yeah, yes. yeah 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 you pretty much you pretty much yeah. people do that all the time don't realize they're doing it yeah because you when you start anything you have to do that yeah for you to be successful or either be on that journey absolutely and it's all it's economics absolutely. So that's why like every all business owners i give kudos to all of them because there's a lot that goes into that group. yeah there is you know what i'm saying yeah so you know you you have to like i know my strength is obviously i'm a creative first mm -hmm. um and i and i am able to to talk to people and market myself yeah um yeah. So I know that's my strength. I know I'm an incredibly hard worker and it's very hard to outwork me. Mm -hmm. um, but there's certain things I don't like. I don't enjoy the administrative process in anything. Mm -hmm. um, and I learned that from being a manager for years and years and years. That's the one part of my job that I that I didn't enjoy. <laughs> so when I would hire an assistant, I would always look for an assistant who was strong administratively. Oh, yeah. Um, so I didn't have to do that that work. Obviously, there's things you have to do. Yeah. But I know that's not my strong point because I don't enjoy that part at all. But mm -hmm. some people love being behind a desk and can can do that part of it. So um, even now running this particular business is, you know, I like the analytics of things, mm -hmm. uh, but I don't particularly care for the administrative part of of what I'm doing. Absolutely, absolutely. And for me, administrative is is why I like using Shopify because what they have built into their systems 
they handle a lot of that administrative work for you. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, it's really just, I can just pull up my numbers. I can see my analytics and it's really, really simple for me. And it just makes my life a whole lot easier. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Use all the tools. Got to really use all, all the tools. Yeah. That's the good thing about being 2019 is that there's a lot of tools for you to use. Yeah. There is. yeah. <laughs> and we know there's money out there. So there you, know is, yeah. you just got to find your niche. Yeah. You know, I've read somewhere that there is roughly $73 trillion of available capital just waiting to be taken. That's crazy. So, you know, when you think like when you create something and you feel feel like, man, I can't get one sale, then you're probably not in the right space. Exactly. Um, yeah. Just think about yeah. $73 trillion of money to be taken. Yes. Just available now yes. as we speak. Yeah. So if you're if you're creating and you're not making any money, then then switch up, man. Um, unless you believe so strongly in your brand. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, there, there comes a point where you have to be realistic with yourself. And if you've been doing this for years and years and you're not generating an income, um, don't be afraid to switch and, and change gears. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, if you're doing it for love, income shouldn't really matter. If you're doing it just for the money, it's going to be really hard to get money. You're going to be very, very um, frustrated. But if you're doing it to make a difference and it's something you love, then you know, if it resonates, the money's going to come. And that's really why you should be doing it. Yeah, absolutely. It's dropping gems on us. Yep. I love that. I love that. What's the future of the brand? All right. So, uh, what I'm doing now, uh, thanks to you. And, um, I, I appreciate what, what Daniel is doing because I've known Daniel for, God, 2012. Yeah. It's been a while now, dude. Boy, you didn't know, Yeah, I know. Yeah. So, what what I like about Dan is that he's not afraid to to as a creative experiment. Yeah, and yeah. I hopefully I've been I've offered some kind of mentorship. Oh, absolutely, because um, you know again I was a photographer and I've been in the business. I've been you know published. Um, I've been behind the scenes with a lot of big brands and artists and celebrities. I know that's the space mm-hmm. he was getting into, and I tried to mm-hmm. drop jewels on him. You did. He did um, to to get him into that space. So you know you have to move fearlessly. When, when you're creative. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me now, my brand, and I thank you for giving me the opportunity to to um, be a sponsor of your show. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, but now I want to get the brand away from the internet a little bit okay. and okay. out in the public uh, and offer sponsorship. Um, this October was really my first venture into using the brand as a sponsor um, where I was a sponsor of the RLE Cancer Fund That's dope. Um, to help raise funds for a new technology to help fight cancer cells. Ah, yes, I do remember you talking yeah, about Dr. that. Dr. Yeah. Hadia Green yes. um, is, she's so young and she's working on, um, she has a patent for a technology which pretty much kills cancer cells in the body without using chemo. Mm-hmm. Um, and she needs about $10 million, which doesn't sound like a lot of money, but she's struggling to raise $10 million. So mm-hmm. I use a brand through um, um, through my sales where I donated a portion of the profits and matched it 100% um, from each sale um, and donated dope. it to to her cause. Yeah. yeah. Um, so now the brand now is, is going to come out of the computer. Um, it's going to get active in the community. And it's going to participate with people's um, plights to make a difference in our communities. That is dope. Yeah. So I have, um, we're doing a um, um, Urban Ministries event on the 10th uh, where I'll be um, working alongside a company called Joy Marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, Everything 365, I think it's called, um, where I'll be helping her with her event. Um, um kind of showcase some of her some of the product and um you know just kind of give back to the community yeah um i don't i'm not doing it for sales um but i am part of the community and my brand was really about making people aware of and feel good about who they are yeah and um that's what i'm going to use it for in the future absolutely mm-hmm. that sounds amazing i love uh Oh, no, the impact you take you're going yeah. through the, the impact route which yeah. is uh which is beautiful you know that's i definitely see that being very successful yep 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 for sure hell yeah stay lovely yeah stay lovely i love that yeah. dude yeah yeah i've heard about this throughout you know back behind the scenes yeah that, you know yeah it's been a, it's been a journey you know dan was done a lot of my uh some of my promotional stuff we're definitely going to work together in the future yes please uh i am going to start taking over more 
hands-on operations um, of the brand and kind of do some stuff here myself and and not rely so much on the print and demand mm-hmm. um obviously that would still be an option um but you know if, if you're going to make yourself seen you need you need product in-house so yes, yes. um so next year 2020 is going to be an interesting year because i'm going to handle a lot of the creativity myself okay and kind of bring right. that back in-house and just kind of take it to another level i love that mm-hmm. i say this making yourself way more versatile yep saving some money too that's that's a, yep. a big part of having a business you can save some yeah. money. Those, those profit margins matter man profit mm. margins matter yes Maybe that's I a new t-shirt idea about to say <laughs> we got investors coming in it's like how much money are you making yeah, how much money seriously. you dishing out you yep. know what i'm saying because you're trying to grow and to grow you gotta save as much money as you can. absolutely yeah yeah it, you know as a business owner man it's so anybody who hasn't gone into business for themselves it looks glamorous from the outside in <laughs> yeah it does and you know if, if you're looking at people on Instagram as your blueprint for business I will tell you to turn your cell phone off because yes. it's not how it looks yes uh, obviously Instagram is people self-promoting so obviously they want to make you make it look like they're living that life but man for the first couple of years because again just it's been two plus years I've been doing this now mm-hmm. which doesn't seem like it but every all of my profits have pretty much gone into back into the business to change something yeah, yeah. Uh, whether that profit is through just time that you put into it or physical monetary value um, you have to reinvest into into the brand and the business and eventually it'll get to a point where it's self-sustainable but you're always going to have to reinvest in your in your company absolutely yep. absolutely this is great. I love this, man. Stay lovely, man. I Stay love it. Stay lovely, yep. You know what I'm saying? Definitely check his website out. Obviously, uh, this is not filmed, so you can't see what we're doing, but the website is great. Um, please buy his merch. It has a great meaning to it. Yeah, um, free shipping. Free, free shipping. shipping. Free shipping Everything's all under, day. Uh, under 40 bucks, yep. which is, for a clothing brand, is amazing. Yep. Um... So if you you know support him, he supports me because he uh, feeds me every month. <laughs> so <Support. please. laughs> Chuck, I know you're listening to this. <laughs> that was for you. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, so this has been amazing, dude. Like amazing. So you're on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so you can find me under the Stay Blovely brand on Instagram, on Facebook, um, StayBlovely.com. But oh, you know what? Uh, enough about me. You've got something going on this week. Oh man, let's yes. talk about you for a minute. Oh man, me. No, my second book comes out this week. All Fight. right, yes, 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 yes. that's yes. a big deal, man. Yes, yes. Fight the wind. Two years in the making. Um, it's photos from L.A., New York, um, the beach, mountains, camping trips, is all around the country. So uh, yeah, it's coming out this week. It's kind of, it's kind of. Yeah, I'm kind of nervous. Do you have the uh, Popeye's chicken sandwich picture? Is that, is that, <laughs> did that make it to the book? <laughs> Martin's so lucky that we are in his home right now. <laughs> I'm going to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> I'm just but, checking. Okay. But I appreciate his continuous support. But yes. Yeah, you know what, man? Like I said, man, I, I've just, I've really, really enjoyed watching your journey, man. You're, you're moving through this space absolutely fearlessly. Yeah. Um, which is how you have to move through the space but you're not tying yourself into one particular genre absolutely not um and i'm gonna put you on blast right now i mean daniel's done photography yeah. he started a podcast yeah. uh the photo book yeah uh the portraits um he's got a soundtrack like where'd that come from <laughs> like that came out of nowhere yeah it did for me it did i mean i had no idea i didn't uh advertise it too much through the years um but... he's got merch yeah. um and he's created a platform for creatives to tell their story to inspire other people yeah so um just a round of applause to you man Thank seriously you. appreciate um, it appreciate it appreciate it where's my it. harmonica i should be playing yeah my... you are... yeah where'd you put it no let me see man. oh here we go an exclusive this is a uh, exclusive for daniel there we go exclusive for... i'm gonna play i'm gonna play it at your uh, at your book release yo I'll play. What time is it over? Nine uh, o'clock. Nine o'clock. Yeah, I'll play it at eight fifty-five to oh, clear the room. Oh my out. god! Like everyone, get the hell out of here. Martin no, but pick up to you, man. I, I I enjoy watching your space, man. I, I hope that that when you do spread your wings, that I can I can help you any way you need, man. Yes. Through, either through connections or monetary funds or just advice. Yes, I mean, you're yep, my, you're absolutely. Day ones, I ain't gonna forget about you, man. Yep. You know, let's get too rich, and I don't know who you are, but. <laughs> <laughs> what Daniel? Who? <laughs> Who? Uh, Martin, we work together. Where? <laughs> Where? Hell no. Nah, nah. I'm good. 
But no, nah, this has been amazing. Dude, you will be back. You got so many stories to tell. And yeah, the yeah. Show is... I'm working on some interesting stuff, man. So yes. uh, 2020 is going to be an interesting year because I'm I'm really outside of this brand. Um, my company name MYK Enterprise is yes. working on is working on a few interesting things. So creatives. Stay in the space, man. I got some stuff for y'all. This is exactly what I want to hear. And uh, Martin's the best, man. Support Martin. Um, and you'll probably hear him in future episodes. We do, you know, other movie uh, movie reviews <laughs> yep. and music reviews. And we'll, we're, we, I got a lot of stuff coming for 2020. So you, Martin will be back. But thank you. No problem, man. Appreciate it. a pleasure. You. Yes, and we're out of here. StayBloveYou.com. Peace. Later.